Hey everyone, this is Andreas. We are in a new day and age with this pandemic. I'm talking about that Rona, AKA COVID-19. It's gonna to come to the point where you need to be tested. That's when McCain Labs comes in. They offer COVID-19 testing. They have the rapid testing for 80, regular testing, which is five days for free, and that antibody test for 25. Call them at 478-461-4488. That's 478-461-4488. Or you can swing by 1546A Rocky Creek Road, Macon, Georgia, 31206. Go get tested like I did at McCain Labs, home of the $30 lab test. Told y'all this was a movement. Taking up the ways. You dig? Bang down. Bang down. Bang down. Bang down. Bang down. Bang down. East to west, we can bang down. North to south, we can bang down. Worldwide, we can bang down. Call up 917-889-8041 Just the bang down radio show We controlling the globe and we second to no one Every Tuesday and Thursday we putting that work in Call my do it for the culture Then it's one love we from 8pm to 9pm We'll tip sheet a trophy And we keep making moves by coastal Let them suck they believe but I told you Bang down about to be your household name Bang down mean when you pop more change Falling like Odell, shout out to Rochelle Network and Saturday is about to be your movie Gotta go be it's the only way to do it we get into it. Can't forget Fridays, gotta be inspired with Linda H. While you riding on the interstate, we got Sundays with sunshine from five to six. While you watching on your dinner plate, make sure to tune in and tap in with the movement. Cause it's about to go down. Shout out, discover this, captain of the mothership. If you ain't know that you know now. Everyone, welcome to another episode of Be Inspired with Linda H. Um, today, I have a very special guest. She is a financial advisor with New York Life Insurance. I have April Bivens here with us, and we are going to be talking about some very important stuff today. Getting your finances in order and talking about life insurance. And this is the beginning of the year, and we are all going to make sure that we are working on getting our finances on track this year. So without further ado, April Bivens, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. How are you doing? Good. It's awesome to be here. Yes. Uh, this is a very important podcast, I feel, um, because a lot of people finances is a big issue, okay? And a lot of times people don't know about finances. They don't know what to do with their money. If they have money, they don't know how to increase the money that they got. And so um, I felt that we really need to have a conversation today and to get some ideas and tips and some great advice. Okay. So can you please just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? So my name is April Bivens. 
I am a licensed agent and financial advisor with New York Life. New York Life Insurance Companies has been around since 1845, um, a whole 175 years. And out of those 175 years, we've been profitable for 167 consecutively. So we know how to take care of our policyholders. Um, one thing I love about New York Life, um, we're very active in our community. My office is located in Macon, Georgia, but I am statewide. Um, as well as we're expanding nationwide with my financial practice. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Now, can you tell me um, how did you get started in the, you know, the financial field? Okay. So I am originally a Mercer alum in Macon, Georgia. Um, one thing that I studied as undergrad was math and chemistry. So math, I very much do love numbers. And when it comes to insurance, everyone has a magic number, a number that's going to drive their finances, a number that's going to increase their wealth. And I love sitting down with people and finding that magic number and finding what it is that a person needs numerically in order to be financially successful. Thank you. Now, um, what are some of the services that you offer? I cover a lot of topics as a financial advisor, savings, budgeting, insurance, estate planning, and tax planning. However, I'm not a tax professional, but striving to be a trusted partner, we do work together with home auto insurance, honestly, everything under the sun um, when it comes to insurance and making sure our clients and our policyholders are financially successful. Okay, now out of um, all of the different fields that you cover, which one would you say is your favorite? I would say saving and creating generational wealth. Um, like I was saying, everyone has the magic number. Sitting down with someone and going through their finances and finding that they have such a disposable income and seeing that little light bulb turn on and say, hey, I do have X amount of dollars every month that I can contribute to make myself better, to make my finances better generational. And I love being able to help people. And so New York Life offers a lot of that because we are person to person. We don't send people to calculators. We don't send you online. Um, you work directly with us. And it's a great, it's a great feeling to help someone. Nice. Now, um, <laughs> you said you said about savings. Um, a, a lot of times, someone, a lot of times, people they say, "Oh, I don't have no money for savings. I can't save any money." But when you actually scrub through your budget, you can really find that there is money there. Like sometimes, me and my husband, we're like, "Oh my gosh, you know, we make X amount of money. Like, how come we're not saving X amount?" It's because you have all of those added random, you know, purchases or things that you know, you don't necessarily need, and that's your savings money right there, you know, yes, like all of the, the um, trips to fast food, you know, that coffee that, you know, if you work and stop and get coffee every day, I mean, Starbucks, and I don't know, Dunkin' Donuts, probably about like $4 yes. <laughs> for a cup of coffee, you know, um, once you start like looking, it's a lot of times, you know, also people, they sign up for like subscription services, and then they're not even using them, you know, like, um, well, I use my Netflix, but oh, yeah. 
will have like all other uh, you know subscription services and or they signed up for a trial service and then forgot to cancel and don't realize until you actually go through your bank statement and then you're like oh my gosh you know i'm still getting charged for this and i'm not even using it so um yeah savings is <laughs> there's there's i can guarantee you that someone has at least one dollar that they can save you know out of, you know out of their check and then um we hear the term generational wealth a lot you know like generational wealth generational wealth can you elaborate a little bit on what is generational wealth because i think people just throw it out but don't really understand what it is generational wealth is turning living wealth that you have while you're walking this earth into money that can surpass another generation your next lineage your children their children your great-grandchildren having money a legacy to leave behind. And it turns out that a lot of us don't have that. And that comes from us not knowing how to create it. Mm, very, yeah, very important. Now, generational wealth is something that, um, or how to create the generational wealth is something that a financial advisor can assist with, correct? Yes. Okay. Now, who should have a financial advisor? Is it just like when I make my million that I'm manifesting? <laughs> I'm gonna be a millionaire. So, I mean, is it like just people that are in a certain, you know, income bracket? Is it, you know, once you start working, you should have a financial advisor? In your opinion, when should someone think about looking for a financial advisor? Everyone should have, honestly, a financial advisor. If you have a financial destination, if you want to save for something, if you want to take a trip, if you want to leave that generational wealth, or even if you make money that you truly don't know how to manage, having an objective uh, set of eyes look at your finances can never be a bad thing. Of course, if they're skilled and qualified. If you go to someone who knows, a professional who knows what they're speaking about, um, we can take you from point A to point B by just looking at your finances. Now, you use um, the term managing your money, which um, I don't know if, if things have changed. I actually, I ask my children from time to time, you know, like what kind of things are they learning in school, like if, when it comes to money. But I remember, you know, when I was in high school many, many years ago, finances wasn't something that was really taught in school so a lot of times you know people they'll go straight from high school to working their first job or they may have even been working in high school because i worked when i was in high school and i mean and, and my money was just like you know hey <laughs> i think it was like a beeper at the time <laughs> Maybe I understand. <laughs> i'm in the beeper age um <laughs> you know like just paying like you know my, my own little bill and then just spending my money on the things that i wanted so it took a very long time for me personally to like really figure out like, okay, these are certain things that I need to do with my money or that is important to do with my money. And I feel like had I had learned some of these things while I was in school, it would have, you know, I would be in a much better place by this point, you know, and I think that goes with a lot of people. It's honestly so, the earlier, the better. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so when do you think that um, parents should start teaching their children about managing? As their soon as possible. 
-hmm. even at an adolescent age to manage money because there's also when we talk about generational wealth there's generational curses where we see generation after generation not succeeding the other falling shorter behind or not having finances to leave behind or to even survive while they're living being able to teach a child that is monumental yeah and you know and, and it's really processing to me at this moment that the parents really are probably the first financial advisor that that child has you know everything from when they're giving if you know some people have different feelings about allowances for children, you know, but just helping children to manage like birthday money or yes. special allowances or whatever the case is, it's the parent that is normally that first person that shows the child what is it that you do with your money or should do with your money. And so, a child's a sponge. They're just soaking yeah. it all up. If they see, you know, spontaneous spending habits, do not be surprised if the child grows up and doesn't know how to manage money. So it starts in the household. And then once you, I would say turn 18, that's when you wanna seek a financial advisor, when you're making your own money and you have a plan and you want to make a plan. It starts with financial planning. You can't go somewhere or take a trip without knowing you know, what to pack but you have to know where you want to go. And that's the same thing with your finances. You have to have some type of destination in order to get there or to know how much to save or know what to manage. So coming up with a plan is fundamental. Now you also use the um, term that financial advisors um, have an objective view of you know your finances when you're looking at it. What do you say to people that are, I guess, scared to, you know, disclose what their finances are with someone, even though, you know, you're a professional financial advisor, but that they're scared of judgment of how it is that they're spending their money or mismanaging their money? So as a financial advisor, we work just as a doctor works. Every year or every year you should go for an annual with your doctor and do a health checkup. That's the same thing that we do with finances. We do financial checkups. But should a person be ashamed or embarrassed? No, because we're a human team. I haven't always been on the correct financial path. It took me learning that. So I definitely understand people perish without a lack of knowledge. And so when a person comes to me with their finances, in a mess, I understand that they just have not had the tools, the resources to know what to do with their money. There's no judgment in, involved and that's the point of it being objective. I have no financial gains from the money or sitting there and saying, hey, this is what you have to do or need to do to reach your financial goals. Um, it's up to a person to decide if they want to have the discipline to do so. Now, uh a financial plan is something that um, you help your clients to put together, okay? What exactly does a financial plan consist of? So when we talk about a financial plan, I want you to think about a house. A house has three parts. It has a foundation, the actual house, which is the walls, and then it has the roof. 
So when it comes to the foundation, I want you to think about protection. There's three parts, protection, accumulation, and preservation. Protection would be the insurance, the wheels, the budgets, the nitty gritty, the long-term care, auto insurance, um, house insurance. That would be having a foundation. And we all know without a house, and with a house, the most important part of the house is the foundation. You can have a beautiful mansion and a cruddy foundation, and that mansion will not, it will not survive the way it's supposed to. So the next stage being accumulation, that's investments, that's tax and risk diversification. That's growing your money. You can't grow your money unless you know where your money actually is without having the protection. Next stage would be the preservation. After you've grown your money, it's time for retirement. And a lot of people aren't prepared and ready to retire because they have not done the rest of the stages. They haven't protected what they love. And then they haven't grown their finances. And so we see a lot of old elderly people working surpass the age that we would want to work because they weren't able to enjoy the fruits of their labor. And so that stage, the preservation stage is enjoying a lifetime stream of income. And as a financial advisor, our financial plan does not stop year to year. It's an ongoing relationship. I tell my clients it's till death do us part or until I stop working for the company, which I don't see anytime soon because I love my job. So being together year after year, growing and being able to track success, um, having a financial plan will get you there no matter what destination you have financially. Now, how often should this financial plan be evaluated? Yearly. Okay. As we see, even in our current society and economics, and we see how the even the tax environment that we have now, we're in a low tax environment. And we see that because of COVID. We wouldn't have seen foreseen COVID in 2019 and what it did to 401ks and things like that. So it proves year after year, you have to update your financial plan because the economy changes, the, the market changes, money changes, um, unemployment changes. So having a yearly plan just to get you to a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, but updating it and evaluating it every year will ensure success. Okay. Now you also said that the foundation of the house is protection. Okay. And you, you, you listed a whole lot of um, different tools that are underneath that protection. Okay. Um, one being um, life insurance. Now we know that a lot of times people, younger people, especially will only get the things that they are required to get such as you mentioned auto insurance also underneath that um, protection bracket. So we know if you know you have to drive a car legally, you have to have that auto insurance. That's probably the only reason why most people do get that insurance, especially right. in the age group, because they know that they have to, okay? Now, when it comes to life insurance, a lot of people are not really concerned about the life insurance. And it's unfortunate that um, I haven't really seen it as recently, but I say like within like the last two or three years, I would see all these like GoFundMe um, 
you know, um, pages because, you know, if someone has passed away and you're trying to raise money to, you know, be able to bury their loved one. And a lot of people are like, well, you know, these people don't have life insurance. How unfortunate it is that there's so many people that do not have life insurance. So um, what would you say is, um, you know, before I even say what would you say, um, would you like to give us a little bit more insight into life insurance? Okay. So benefits of life insurance, other than, you know, the obvious death benefit, there's two types of insurance. When it comes to life insurance, there's term insurance and there's whole life insurance. Um, excuse me, there's temporary and permanent insurance. Two main ones being term for temporary and whole life for permanent insurance. I mainly focus on whole life because it has what it takes to create generational wealth as well as living wealth while you're here and living. Um, but it helps cover debt, funeral expenses, so you don't have to have a GoFundMe. Um, having term insurance is pure death protection. It eventually runs out. You can do it for one year, up to 10 years, up to 20. However, there is no living wealth while you have term insurance. However, if you're with the correct company, you can take term insurance like you can with New York Life. You can take it and convert it to whole life and we'll backdate the money that what you would have if you had whole life the whole entire time. What keeps people away from whole life insurance is that they think it's expensive. However, if you can afford $40 a month, you can afford whole life insurance. Okay. Yeah. And there is um, the, the two main, um, you know, different types of insurance. Um, me, my, my, my um, first experience with insurance actually was when I was in the military. And so it was like a term life insurance, if you, you know, think about it, because I only had it while I was in the military. And um, I thought that, you know, <laughs> I think it was relatively cheap, you know, but um, that's when I got out the military is when I kind of started researching more about insurance because I didn't know what, you know, how important it was, how expensive it was, or different things such as um, some some insurance, you have to take a medical exam in order to qualify, or, you know, just, just the whole basics, you know, when your age, certain ages, your, your insurance premiums go up. So there really is a lot when it comes to um, life insurance as a whole. So, you said that you generally um, focus more on the whole life insurance because of all the added benefits. What um, would you say is how can people um, start their generational wealth by getting the whole life? Whole life insurance is permanent insurance. You own it. It's not temporary like term insurance where after the one or 10 or 20 years, you have to get more insurance. And when we underwrite for insurance, they're looking at age, they're looking at health, they're looking at gender. And so if you were to own your policy and get it when you're young, those things, regardless of the situation changes, you are locked in into insurability. Whole life insurance being permanent, you have access to cash. Um, once it accumulates, it's accessible to you. You can do whatever you would like with it. Fund an education, open a business venture, um, retirement income, um, even emergencies, use it to pay your premiums. Whole life insurance also is pure asset protection. 
Um, others fail to think about estate taxes when it comes to a death. So it can offset the estate taxes if you were to die prematurely. Um, one other reason why permanent life insurance is such a wonderful thing is also because it's consistent, safe accumulation. A lot of people want to invest, but they don't know how to invest. I always tell people the first stop to investing is not running out and putting your money into Coca-Cola or Amazon or Bitcoin. It's investing in yourself. So if you were to numerically cover yourself with the correct amount of life insurance, because I said everyone has that, that magical number, if you were to do that, it would be very profitable because you can take the cash value that grows with your death benefit and use it for whatever you would like. And like I said, that's education funding, that's buying a house, that's buying a dream car. We're not talking hundreds of dollars, we're talking tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. In the case of some of my clients, millions. Now, what are some of the things that people need to consider when, and I know you as a financial advisor, you can help your clients to find that magic number, but just so that we kind of get an idea, what are some of the things that people need to consider when they're trying to figure out how much life insurance it is that they need? Because, uh, you know, when, uh, oh, and everyone, I'm not just, April's not just here just for some random person I found. I actually had an appointment with April. We we had a, a financial plan, you know, um, conversation as well at NT. So um, <laughs> I know from experience how this kind of works. Um, Linda, are you there? Sorry, I just lost you for a little bit. Oh, are you there? Yes. Okay. Um, what are some of the things that people need to consider when they're trying to find that magic number of how much insurance they need? So a lot of people think the greatest asset that they have is something tangible. They think it's their house or their car that they spend a lot of money on. They think it's their family. The greatest asset you have is your income. So when you are looking at life insurance, you have to consider how much income would you like to protect? If you protect the right amount of income, like I said, it could be a lucrative decision. Um, for some people that could be $40 a month and we can move that up. That's working with a financial planner, financial advisor. We, from year to year, look at your finances and say, the X amount of dollars can be put to this financial vehicle and you will have X amount of money. So it's a guaranteed thing, as well as another reason why having a financial advisor sitting down and looking at your finances is very beneficial is because there are a lot of gaps between RRAs and 401ks. A lot of people neglect to realize that whole life insurance can actually help protect retirement. A lot of people are running out of money they're outliving their money these days that's why we go to mcdonald's at seven o'clock in the morning and we see you know elderly people still working in their 70s it's because they did not have the correct amount of savings they did not have the correct amount of income coming in um that they were saving in order to get them to a point where they could stop working 
I can see your mouth moving. I think I lost you. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, yeah. Man, I don't know what happened there. Okay, um, I'm so sorry. We're having like uh, um, technical difficulties with the Wi-Fi. Um, I did, I, I know I lost you at when you were saying how unfortunate it is that um, when you go to McDonald's and you know, seven o'clock in the morning and you'll see an elderly, you know, lady or man that's still working. And it, more than likely it's not because they just want to get out the house and wake up at six o'clock in the morning to get exactly. to work. It's because you were saying that more than likely they didn't save enough money that they needed to for retirement. It's very heartbreaking. And if I can help it, I'll help as many people as I can to not be, you know, those people that we see. So you guys can see me. Okay. Now, what is um, your take on um, parents obtaining life insurance for their children? Is it, do you think it's beneficial? Is it a way that um, parents can purchase whole life insurance for their children at a young age and help to build that accumulation of cash for them? Yes, I see that all the time. We call that child gifting. And okay. it's an excellent resource to have for funding and education. So you could build tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars a month um over time if you were to put your money into whole life insurance because of compound interest um compound interest works um differently than regular interest where you pay a, at a steady rate and there's interest on a product or interest on a lump sum of money this interest works different because the interest that you've obtained gains interest and over time it's an avalanching effect. More money you put in, the more interest, the more interest of that interest. And so child gifting is a very beautiful thing. It's going ahead and setting someone up financially. And over time, you let that money cook, you let that money grow, and it's hundreds of thousands of dollars at the end. I honestly think a lot more parents, grandparents should child gift because that's a down payment on a house. That's a car at 16. That's going to UC Berkeley when you're uh, 18 years old. These things cost money. But where's that money coming from? How else would you grow that money if you weren't going to do this? So it's an easy way to save a bunch of money. Now, is that something that your company offers? Yes, it is. Um, you can child gift for as low as $40 a month and we update the year, we update it yearly and say, you can start at $40. Maybe next year you have 10 more disposable dollars of income. We can do $50 then you can do $70. As you grow, you make more money. What $40 means to us today, next year, as we get a promotion or we make more money, it doesn't mean the same. Becomes more affordable over time. Wow. Okay. Now, for for child gifting, um, is that something that would require like a medical exam for for the child? Yes, um, they do go through a questionnaire, um, but it's nothing you know too rigorous. It's just you know basic questions about health. Um, and honestly, 
it's a good thing because knowing where you are with your health, your health is your wealth. If I don't get anything across on this podcast, as healthy as you are, you can make money off of it. And a lot of people underestimate um, how health connects to finances. Okay. Now you said that it's just a questionnaire. Now for adults, is it the same thing? Is it just a questionnaire when it comes to medical exams or do they go in person for an actual physical? Um, Some people, it just depends. Some people are selected for a physical and some are not. Um, We would have to submit an application and it would have to go through pre-underwriting and see if it meets the requirements. And if you don't, if you don't meet the requirements, you just do a 10 minute physical with a nurse where she takes your urine and draws your blood and takes your vitals. Nothing painful, um, fast, and the nurse can come to you. So it's a very simple process as well as that's nothing you would have to pay for. New York Life picks that bill up. Oh, nice. Okay, so you're not even spending any money out of pocket or having to worry about your health insurance, you know, paying for this exam or not. And it's a good way to know where your health is because it is a very detailed um, conclusion of results. So it will talk about cholesterol. You get to see what your blood pressure is like. Um, It's honestly recommend everyone to go through it. So there's no downside to knowing how healthy you are. Mm-hmm. Now, what what would you recommend for um, people who may not be able to get a policy because you know they may have some you know underlying health condition, which we do know some people it's harder for some people to get a life insurance policy because they may have some you know medical condition mm-hmm. or. Um, you know, something preventing them from getting a policy. What what do you recommend for those people? So life insurance for people with disabilities, there's hundreds of life insurance companies out there. And by now, these companies understand that there are cancer survivors. There are people that suffer with hypertension, pre-hypertension. Um, there's people with disabilities. So there are companies that are able to take these people in Um, They might have to pay a higher premium, but it's better than the alternative. Like we talked about the GoFundMe or raising money through selling t-shirts or some untraditional way of paying for a funeral. Um, It might be a little bit more in cost, but it's more economical than alternatives. Okay. Now at the, um, you, you, you advocate of course for the whole life insurance, but if for some reason, some people feel like they don't want to spend as much money for whole life insurance, there is the cheaper route, which is the term life. Now, can you give us, um, you know, just a little bit more information on the term life insurance? Like I said, uh, term life is temporary and it's not a bad thing. There's no one life insurance that's better than the other. Even though I say, go, I'm so gung-ho on whole life insurance, starting off with term is just as good. And especially if you do it with the correct company like New York Life. New York Life, unlike any company out there, if you were to get term insurance, we would later, we would later cross it over to whole life insurance if you wanted to upgrade your policy, as well as we would backdate the money as if you would always have had whole life. So you could do the year policy and convert it over to whole life and it just act as a placeholder. 
but there's nothing wrong with getting term life insurance because everyone's needs are different. Not everyone technically needs whole life. Um, as we grow in age or as our children grow up, we need less insurance. One year we might need $500,000 of insurance. Once our children reach an age where they can take care of themselves, you might only need 100,000. So that's where term comes in. It gives you flexibility and it gives you options and it's economical. Nice. Now, as a financial advisor, what's one important piece of advice that you would like to give our listeners? Whatever you do, do not let the opportunity pass you by to get insurance. We, this is something that we always say that we're going to get. We're going to get it next year. We're going to get it one day. But when you have that opportunity to lock in with your health, your current health, your current age, um, you are healthier today than you will be tomorrow. So why wait? Why wait to, you know, get access to tax-free money? Why wait to cover your loved ones and the things that you worked hard for in this world? There's no reason to wait. So I encourage everyone, no matter where you are, what age you are, if you're over 18, um, get insurance because you'll thank me later. That's right. And so uh, we need, if you're wanting to know some more information, you can contact April Bivens. How can people contact you? So many ways. Um, on Facebook, April Bivens, April Bivens Licensed Agent. Um, give me a call, 478-719-3660. Um, let's talk, let's sit down, let's go grab coffee or lunch. This is a conversation worth having. And I recommend and encourage everyone to have this difficult um, conversation while it's still easy. Mm. Very, very good advice. Well, thank you so much, April, for taking the time out your day to talk Anytime. to our listeners. And you gave us a whole lot of information. Um, for all of y'all listening out there, make sure that y'all look in the description of this um, episode so you can get all of April's contact information and you can have your consultation and go over your finances and get yourself set up for the future. All right, y'all. Thank you again, April. And awesome. I'll talk to y'all all next week. Bye. Bye.